Hey, welcome to the JM Sports and Wrestling Podcast, where you will hear the latest in sports and wrestling. Nothing here is off limits. Let's get started. Oh, man. Lane, welcome back, man. Thank you for having me. Oh, man. Elimination Chambers tomorrow night. A lot of questions definitely could be answered. I know we've talked about a lot of, you know, WWE news as of late, but hey, you know, when the news comes out or the rumors come out that make it seem, you know, that it could be credible, we're going to report on it and we're going to talk about it. So knowing that Elimination Chambers tomorrow night, have any of your thoughts changed about any of the predictions that you think will happen? Um, well, from my original thought, I thought Rumble was going to win. Uh, as of right now, since nothing new has come out on the steroids thing, I'm not for sure, but I'm still going to go with a thing where Roman wins. Yeah. Yeah, that's where, that's where I'm going here. And I think unless – and listen, before a big pay-per-view tomorrow, I'm going to be on the edge of my seat wondering if more news will leak out before a big pay-per-view because we're only two stops away. We have this stop, and then we have Fast Lane, and then we have Mania. So this is the last stop though. Do what? This is the last stop for Monday Night Raw. That, yeah, that too. That too, but as far as a pay-per-view stop, and I still think something's going to come out before Mania. I just hope it's not to the point where it puts WWE into a, you know, pushes them into a corner because if this gets released, say, days before Mania, what do you do? Depending on how many before you always have it where the Monday before Roman puts his, his title shot on the line and he loses, but it still looks bad. So they spent they spent years building him up. All for it to go to waste. That's true, you know. But what happens if it happens after the Monday Night Raw, for example? Say it happens after Tuesday Night Smack. You know, what if we're approaching, you know, seventy-two hours, ninety-six hours before the Rumble, and something happens and something comes out? Then Roman loses. Brock, so you're saying Brock will beat Roman Reigns? No. If Brock does not resign and something comes out in the 72 hours before Mania, I believe that's where something like almost like Austin and, and, and McMahon at WrestleMania 17, I believe somehow there'll be a screwy finish. Someone will be added to it. Something. You, uh, I mean, there's all kinds of things they can come up with. But if Roman fails for something that is new and Brock does not resign, I don't, I don't know. It's tough. Definitely very tough. I mean, Roman, again, he's so polarizing and he is stealing headlines as far as, you know, what's going to happen. He's polarizing because, you know, you do have your supporters and you definitely have more of your naysayers than supporters. You know, he's morphed into John Cena faster than John Cena morphed into John Cena as far as crowd reaction. And, you know, he probably has the record for the, you know, for the fastest let's go Roman, Roman sucks that I've ever seen. Well, something else that could be done, which is dawned on me, is if this is the building stuff rolling up, if something does come out, almost like Daniel Bryant did in WrestleMania 30 where he fought Triple H, they can always come at, in the night with a special announcement you know, for the fans, whatever they want to say, and have, say, Seth Rollins versus whoever he fights at Mania, and then the winner also now be added to the main event. Or if they really want to swerve everybody, which would be kind of, you know, kind of piggybacks your point, instead of having Seth then compete in a match and the winner gets, 
you could swerve it at the end and say Roman wins it, right? Roman wins it, and then you have all of a sudden Vince McMahon or oh, I'm sorry, Triple H comes out and goes, Roman, for what you've done to us, you must now defend your title against, and then Seth Rollins, boom. Runs down just like he did when he cashed in his money in the bank at WrestleMania 30. I mean, there's history there too. At 31, um, Seth cashed in, and then 31, excuse me, excuse me, 31, yeah. He cashed in on Roman, and then you have, or two years ago, he beat Triple H. So, I mean, that could work. Or if if they're really worried about it, WWE's worried about it, then Roman doesn't win Sunday. Which, if I was WWE, even though nothing's come out yet to prove otherwise, with it being a show like Mania, not a SummerSlam or not not a Survivor Series or not a you know a small B show pay per view, if I was WWE, my honest opinion of what's pardon the phrase best for business is to not take that chance and have not have Roman win tomorrow. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean that's because you know WWE, and then you know WWE. If something comes out, I'm sorry, but if something comes out later, they made the right decision. If nothing comes out, then the Monday before. Or, you know, you can always add Roman to it later. Put him back in and have him win. So even Sunday. But I don't think it's smart for WWE to take this chance on Roman since he has failed before. And I don't think it's smart for them to have Roman win and put him in a spot just for them to yank it out. On the flip side, if Roman does win and then some news does come out like 72 hours before or whatever, the fans won't be mad if Roman's pulled from the match, which is good. It ain't like you're pulling a Daniel Bryan from the match, you know, or pulling an AJ Styles or a Seth Rollins from a main event title match. That's Roman Reigns. So I don't think it'll hurt. The fans won't be mad if Roman gets pulled, which is a good thing for WWE. Either way, it's just a bad situation. Oh, man, it, it is. And, you know, speaking of Seth Rollins, as we're going to move on to something else. So reports are coming out. I saw one yesterday that Seth Rollins may be turning heel. We, I, th- I think we talked about this a little bit the other day. Um, we did. I also have heard that Seth SmackDown and AJ's going to come to Raw. And the reason, right. And the reason AJ's going to come to Raw apparently is that so it can freshen up some matchups because, as and, and this is what the article said, because Roman Reigns has ran over all the main event <laughs> main eventers on Raw. <laughs> yep. And so he's also in that article said he would be moved to SmackDown. Now, so he can run the Raw with him. I'm sorry. So they'll move him to SmackDown so he can run through all the SmackDown talent. Yeah. Then what are you gonna do? I mean, I mean, you can keep Kevin and Sammy on there. You can have feuds like that. You can add a Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins. I mean, you can. AJ's, you know, if he goes to Raw, AJ can easily feud with, you know, whoever the champion is. Now, my prediction is that AJ's going to Raw with the WWE title, and Roman, if he's the champion, Universal Champion, will go to SmackDown with that. I think they're going to switch it. They'll just turn the championship blue, I would presume. They'll basically do like a 2005 draft situation. Correct. Whoever the champion is on either show, I mean, if it's Rollins, if it's AJ, then they'll switch. They'll turn the title blue, right? I mean, you, you would think. You would think because it's a you know you're going on SmackDown, you're going to turn a red title to the blue title. I mean, 
it looks a hell of a, it would look a hell of a lot better than the red title in my opinion. But as long as they don't change the WWE title, I could care less what they do with the Universal title. Oh, correct. Yeah, the WWE title th- though does need some sort of uh, facelift. Whether they go back to an old, um, you know, an old belt like the like they did when they first had the Universal, or uh, I'm sorry, the Undisputed Championship. You know, you could do that type, you know, that sort of belt again. And, or you could do, you know, the wingtip title. I'm not a fan either, very much of the Rocks title. You could even go back to John Cena's Spinner title for all I care. There's just some. So, what do you like? John Cena's Spinner title or the current WWE title? John Cena's Spinner title. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. This is the first and only design back when The Rock unveiled it in 2013. This is really the only title design I didn't care for. Now, I think it looks more professional it does. than Cena's title. You know, it, it people you know make jokes about the title and stuff like that with it spinning, and and I don't think it should have lasted as long as it did. But I just don't like this version of the title. Well, I mean, look what they did with Austin. They let him have his own custom championship, you know, when he was the champion, and I think that's what they did with Cena. But then they decided to just make that you know, their company title instead of letting them have a customary one. For merchandise reasons. That's right. Um, I think AJ should take that WWE championship and have it remodeled. Do you? And I'm also fan of there being no more names. I don't like the side plates. I don't like it. I like it better when the name's underneath. I'm just not a fan. Yeah, it's, I mean... like the big gold title for WCW, you know, the big world heavyweight championship, always had the nameplate underneath it. Always had the exactly. Yeah, I like it too. I mean, and, and, and if you're not going to do that, then don't put on side plates. If you just want to leave it, you know, the WWE championship, you don't want to have a name on it or anything like that, then just go back to just having a normal belt, you know, that didn't have the plates. I think the side plates make it, makes it look goofy, makes it look like a toy. I agree with that. I agree. That's, I, I mean, that's pretty fair to say. Um, what do we think? All right. So we have Elimination Chamber tomorrow. So let me hear your predictions on potential face turns and potential heel turns. Bailey turns heel. Sets up their one-on-one match at Mania. That gives them about five or six weeks to build a match. I think that Raw will have – this is if Ronda Rousey does team with The Rock or has the tag team match against Triple H and Stephanie that's been rumored. Assuming that happens, then I see a Bailey versus Sasha Banks, and then I see the Oscar um, versus Alexa Bliss. Now, with that being said, unfortunately, if that's the case, I don't see them having three women matches from Raw on the main card, so I feel like, unfortunately, Bailey and Sasha will probably be pre-show. If, if that's the, the way that they want to do it and have the three matches. But I definitely see Bailey turning heel. I can't see that. I cannot see WWE regulating them to, you know, them to a pre-show. What I ah, – look, you, you are throwing everything into this women's revolution. What's it going to say if you have them, you know, on the pre-show as people were filing in? I can't see that. I just cannot think yeah. that. On that same token, though, you've got the Ronda Rousey match, which is going to be a high-profile match. Right. You've got 
Charlotte. I mean, you got uh, Asuka and, and Alexa Bliss and probably Nia Jax, however that shakes down. But then you still got you still got the the Charlotte from SmackDown. So that'll be four women's matches on an already stacked mania card, which is usually eight, nine, ten, eleven matches. And I'm so, good with that. And I'm good with that because that puts women forefront. That that's exactly what you're trying to accomplish here. If you want to try to accomplish women being um, right there in the middle with the men, then you gotta take a chance. I don't think Oscar's fighting Alexa. I think Oscar's gonna fight Charlotte. I think that's where that's going. So you see Charlotte versus Oscar and then uh, Naya versus Alexa. Here's what's gonna happen. Here's what I think. I don't think we're gonna have a clear winner tomorrow night between Oscar and Naya Jax. I, I can't see I would have to say if you're gonna you you definitely need to protect Oscar because you're keeping her undefeated streak there. Now if you're gonna make Nia Jax a champion, I just cannot see now if she loses like in a fluke way or she loses by count out or she gets herself disqualified, you know, then she can go off and challenge Alexa Bliss and she won't lose any of that heat. If anything, she'll gain some heat. And you can and we all know what's going to happen. Nia's going to defeat Alexa, right? And she's going to win the Raw Women's title, you know, championship. And Asuka's going to be the SmackDown Women's champion. I mean, hey, that's possible. So then let me ask you this. If, okay, so we already say we, we know we've got AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura for the right. WWE title. Okay, that's one match we have for sure. Then we know we've got, we're going to have Brock Lesnar versus just say Roman Reigns assuming. That's two matches. We've got the Cruiserweight title, uh, the tournament. I'm going to talk about that here in a little bit, but we got that title match announced for Mania, which I believe will be pre-show. So that's three matches. Which is unfair, which is completely unfair. You're doing so much. to Listen, WWE's p- putting themselves in the corner, and here's why. You're going through all this work to make the Cruiserweight champion, you know, the Cruiserweight show, period, the Cruiserweights, period, uh, you know, seem more important. You know, your Triple H is taking over the reins of that. I can't see Triple H allowing that to be on the pre-show. But now, well, that's what I was going to bring it up. I believe if you think back to what we was talking about the other night with WCW, I think what they should do is on the show. And here's why: because one, the cruiserweights are on the main card. Two, you start the show off with the championship match. Thank you. Thank you. That's per- that's exactly what I'm thinking. Three, three chances are you'll have whoever wins the, the Cruiserweight title, it'll be their first time winning. So you have a brand new champion who's never been champion before. Correct. It'll be the show that kicks it off. You can have another match come down to kind of slow it off, but the crowd gets a brand new champion guaranteed no matter what because it's vacant. And I think that would be the perfect way to start off Mania with a guaranteed new champion in a championship match. Neville. Especially what Triple H has done, because I've actually been watching 205 Live uh, ever since Enzo was stripped of the title, and they announced the, the new general manager, Rockstar Spud, uh, Drake Maverick, yep. or Maverick Drake, I forget which way it is. And I, that show has been so much better. I got The thing I've noticed the most is Rockstar Spud refers to them as professional wrestlers. Yes. Yep. He does superstars every now and again, but he he has not once, to my knowledge, called them sports entertainers. Correct. He has called them wrestlers. He has referred to what they do as wrestling, and that's the biggest thing, especially, uh, oh, what was it? Uh, Roderick Strong versus uh, Atami. 
great match. You even had TJP, and I can't remember who he fought, but they did some innovative stuff with like a Boston Crab on the on the top uh, rope. TJP um, fought Ty, uh, Tyler uh, Tyler Bate or Bate Tyler Bates. Tyler Bates, thank you. That's right. Tyler, and they just done some incredible stuff. And also, if you look at, uh, I don't know if you've actually watched the last four weeks, but they've actually had three people advance in the tournament that are not on Two Hundred Five Live. They're from N- NXT. Yep. Blake Murphy last week uh, advanced, who was Alexa Bliss's husband. Sure. And then you have uh, – I can't think of the other two guys right off the top of my head. Oh, Pete Dunn, I believe. Pete Dunn. I, wait, is, wait, is it Pete Dunn or is it – I'll have to look back. But yeah, there was, there's three guys that's from NXT. And Mario Ronello even pointed that out, out on commentary saying how Rockstar Spud is searching not just, not just here but everywhere for the best professional wrestlers on the planet. So uh, you can, you can see triple H's fingerprints over that because when triple H got into this business, he was a professional wrestler, That's right. almost stone cold, the undertakers, Michaels, when, you know, if you notice when, when it's really switched from professional wrestling to sports entertainment, a lot of the old timers are like, this is when it's time for me to go. The business is changing, you know, but, like I said, he's been prefer- referring to it as professional wrestling, which is so refreshing because I don't like watching sports entertainment. I like watching professional wrestling. So I agree. Uh, but going back to the original point, I think that the best spot they could put them in, because if you put them too high on the card, you know, they're not going to, not everybody watches 205 Live. Right. You know, no one's necessarily going to care. But if you put them on the pre-show, it, like, you, like we said, it, it takes away all the work that they've done, and it's just like it's non-existent. So if you put them in the opening match, it, it's not a world title, so it's not going to hurt that it's the opening match. Right. Like, like we said with, with Nitro. Yep. The Cruiserweights normally started off pay-per-views and normally started off Nitros and got the crowd hot. And like I said, I think that's the perfect way. The crowd's going to be excited no matter what because it's the first match of WrestleMania. That's the best spot I can see them. Neville's going to be your champion. Neville. Neville's going to be your champion. At Mania? At Mania. Well, they've already done the brackets, and they, we, we've already got all the first rounds over with. Absolutely. So now it's the, the second round. So how, how do you see Neville? The winner, how do you see the winner, whoever wins the Cruiserweight title will defend it when it's over against a returning Neville. Well, okay, but, but the, the way that the tournament's set up is that the, the last two men will fight each other at Mania to determine the new champion. So where do you see Neville coming in at Mania? At the, at the end of that title match, Neville comes in. And reclaims his cruiserweight championship. That's interesting. That's interesting. Now, I'm just throwing it out. Listen, I'm all about, I like looking at things that maybe nobody else thinks about. I like looking at things from a different perspective, like like a big swerve. You know how hyped that crowd would get if Neville all of a sudden returned and challenged for that title right there on the spot. And the champion will be Cedric Alexander. It has to be. It has, it has to be. It's a babyface at WrestleMania. He'll accept, want to make his big moment, and ultimately he'll lose, and, and the title will go back to Neville. I see what you're saying there. That's what I'm thinking now. Do I 100% believe my own hype on this one? No, but I've thought about it, and it would – I mean, what a mark that would leave. Well, you know, like you said about Nitro, they set the tone a lot with the Cruiserweights. Imagine how hyped that crowd would be if Neville came in, won the title. That's a good way to set the tone. That is a great way to set the tone. And that would be a great way to introduce Neville back in. 
then you could have him up against guys like a Tommy, Roger Strong, you know, Johnny Gorgano, who will, the cruiserweight division will look a hell of a lot different when and if he returns. Let me just say this as far as the cruiserweight division goes. I'm going to call it right here. Everybody needs to watch out for Blake Murphy. Blake Murphy, I feel like someone, he's, 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 I think he's like 6'1". He he's a little bit um, he, I, I feel like he's going to be the one that stands out on 205 Live, just like Aleister Black is the main one that stands out for NXT. You know who he reminds me of a little bit? Blake Murphy mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of a young Chris Jericho back in WCW. I, yeah, I can see that. I can see that a lot. The long blonde hair. Not necessarily the complete moveset, but the fact that Chris Jericho was a bigger cruiserweight to me, it seemed like. To me, watching him growing up, he seemed like a bigger cruiserweight. And Blake Murphy is a bigger, I mean, uh, he's a stronger cruiserweight, obviously. I didn't realize he was 205 or, or less. Well, no, that's the thing. He wasn't. When he got the call for uh, exactly a month ago, um, he was actually 227 pounds. So, Matt Hardy. <laughs> so basically, he had to pull a Matt Hardy and drop down to 200.9 pounds when they did the official weigh-in before his match. Uh, they showed the, the, the footage, and he actually dropped, like, almost 30 pounds. So, That's I mean, he got the right there. Yeah, yeah. Now, going back to – before we got sidetracked on the cruiserweights, Going back to what I was going to say with, with Sasha and, and Bailey, if we've got AJ and Nakamura and we got Brock, presumably Roman, we have the cruiserweight title. Undertaker that, versus Cena, presumably as well. Right. Or even even if it's not, there's going to be a Cena match. If Taker, Taker match. If Cena and Taker don't fight each other, there's at least five matches right there. The Ronda Rousey match, that's at least six. The tag team titles will be on the line both sets, I would have to think. Right. So, so you see there's seven, eight. Then you've got the two women's uh, matches. That's nine, ten. You've got the IC title, and you've got the United States title. That's 11, 12. I don't think the U.S. title will be defended. I, I, I don't see it. The only way I see it is if Randy Orton's the champion. If Orton is the champion, then you have to have a main event type like him defended. If not, if, say, for example, if they make this match – Bobby Roode and Randy, and they add Jinder Mahal, as it's being reported that could happen. If you put the title on Mahal, he won't. He's not. They're not going to put him out there in the middle of WrestleMania. And plus, you have the Andre the Giant, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which will probably be a pre-show thing, which I think is highly disappointing and disrespectful, very disrespectful to the late great Andre the Giant. Because, because I, I can see Randy Orton walking into Mania as the United States champion, but I can sure as hell see Randy Orton defeating uh, Bobby Roode or, or getting the pinfall on Jinder Mahal in a triple threat match so Randy Orton can become uh, a Grand Slam champion or win every available title. And, and, have Roode, Roode, and Roode gets his rematch. Exactly. At, at Mania. And You're same, right. thing, same thing with AJ Styles. No matter what happens, if he loses tomorrow, oh, I'm sorry, at Fastlane, he will cash in his rematch opportunity. And it will be and it will be at Mania. Now I now granted he'll still main event it, and that's great. But I want AJ walking in as the champion. You always remember the person who main events it as the champion. Everyone remembered CM Punk walking in the Mania. It should have been a main event match that night against Jericho, but he walked in as the champion. You're not always going to look at the challengers 
you're going to look at the person that's main up in, you know, in the marquee. AJ deserves that. If they, if he loses in three weeks, see him losing going back to the point. So if we, we counted 11 or 12 matches, including the two diva or the two women title matches, how do we like, so we have Brock and Roman, AJ and, and Nakamura, a Cena match, Undertaker match, if they don't fight each other. Um, there's four. You know, the tag team titles, five, six. The women, seven, eight. The Ronda match, nine. Uh, and there's probably going to be another match or two that, where there's no titles on the line or anything. I, I imagine the Miz is going to have to have a title match with either Braun or Elias or someone. All that so, depends, and all that depends on Maurice. Again, WWE's putting themselves in the corner there, too, because Maurice is due April 8th, I believe. Or April 4th, or a couple days before. Mania is what? April 8th. 8th. Okay, so she's due April 6th or the 4th or something like that. I see the honestly, I see the Miz as, as, as much of a, as a relationship that, that they've got, and the Miz is in really good standing with the company. I, I honestly see Miz kind of working out a thing, maybe where it's like Cena, where you know he's there just for Monday Night Raw, or he's, he's there to get his stuff in for Mania but he's not around as much, and then he does his match at Mania. That way he's still got time with Maurice. He flies in the day of or the night before, does his match. He loses, <laughs> and, he loses and takes time off, yes. I could see. Exactly. I see. I don't see them leaving the, the title off the card, especially with as much as they've pushed the title. And I don't, I don't see Miz as one of them people. I mean, he's really loyal to the company, yep. and I, I really don't see him left off the show. I don't either, but this is why I think you have to make a decision. Elimination Chambers tomorrow. At any point, you can make a decision and say, okay, we could easily put the title on somebody. You would still have enough time to say the next night on Raw, say Miz defends against Finn. Finn wins it. You can build it up to Finn defending it against somebody else. You have the time. Yeah, you Finn versus Elias. You, you can even do Finn versus Rollins. I mean, you can do all kinds of stuff, and then the Miz can come back after the night after WrestleMania. And, you know, claim his rematch, whatever the case may be, and go from there. But if that's – assuming Miz is the champion. Agreed. Where does, that still leave, where does that still leave Sasha and Bailey on the show? I just don't see them having – I don't know. I'm not, I'm not hoping for them to be on the pre-show by any means because I would really rather see them on the main card, but I just don't see them having all three – women matched on the, on the main card. Now, the last two or three years, at, at least since, since Dallas, at, at WrestleMania 32, I know that they've had the Raw and the SmackDown. No, I take that back. So, at least the last year or two, I know that they've had at least two diva, or women matches. Right. So, they could squeeze three in here. And with reports coming out that WrestleMania is going to have a two-hour pre-show again, plus a four-hour main card, I mean, that's six... I mean, you could always fit the match on there and shorten down a match or two, you know, or short, you know, shorten down the entrances or this or that. But here's I just the only, here's the only way I would be okay with them being on the main or on the pre-show is if it was the very last match on the pre-show, the very last, because then you're a little bit, you know, then WrestleMania starts in what twenty minutes as you go into the last match or thirty. You could even do it because more fans would be there. If it was the very last match and you gave them like 20 minutes to work, I would be okay with that because the crowd would then just eat it up. But, you know, 
let me go to break. Let me go to break for a couple of minutes. Let me think about this as I'm taking care of, you know, publishing this first segment. We will hit back up on this when we get right back. 